0: The market does not like uncertainty. The markets can handle bad news, they just, they can't handle not knowing. A large percentage of the market has not been and is
1: not pricing in best case scenario. The current government is spending recklessly. We're
2: spending at a rate that is completely unprecedented and we're in peace times. There's no reason that we need to be spending at the levels that we are.
1: Welcome to the Market Moment. This is Matt here with Lee and Eli gentlemen. <laughs> How are we doing? We're good. We're great. Yeah?
2: Went to the OSU football game this weekend. Yeah, big win for the Cowboys. Big win.
1: It wouldn't be for an SEC team, but it is for yeah. the Cowboys.
0: Razorbacks it'd, hung. Be for, it'd be for Arkansas. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Razorbacks hung in there. Second half was yep. one. I thought I thought we had a chance there at
0: the end. Yep, good for you. So you know they um they said after, you know, we play at home this week, then we have a bye. And then they were adding it up. I was watching a podcast yesterday that said that I think it's like 57 days we'll have had one home football game in almost two months' time. Wow. We've had one football game. Yeah. So anyway, it's been a long time. Yeah, the losses are starting to rack up. But love um, the cooler weather. Mm-hmm. Looking forward good? to basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, as always, we want to just uh, quick ask if you like the podcast, if you like the content we're putting out, be sure to jump online and give us a like or subscribe. Um, share it with your friends and family. We'd appreciate that a lot. Last week in the market, S&P up .4, Nasdaq down .2, and the Dow up .8. We've seen, you know, today the market's up or down. Market opened up, you know, Dow's essentially flat now. Nasdaq's down 1.2. And the Russell and the S and P are down, you know, half a percent. So a little bit of pressure on the markets. Um, Lee, you just mentioned how the um, re- retail sales came in hotter than expected, so yields kind of spiked, and that's putting pressure on the markets here at the open. Any thoughts over last week and what we've seen? Yeah,
0: you know, we're we're seeing the broadening that we've talked been, been talking about, not only on the podcast but with our our clients. Um, you know, there's there's tended to be a little bit more um, buying of value and Mm -hmm. consumer staples, um, kind of what we've been saying. Um, A little less on the growth side. Tech's been probably taking a little bit more of a hit than the rest of the market, but of course they had a lot to give back from the first few months of the year. Um, Retail sales, um, man, they came in hot. I mean, the consumer is strong and you know, it, it seems like we'll we'll go two or three weeks and think, okay, the Fed is probably done. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna raise in November and then you get a a number like we got this morning that you know, I don't think it's fully back on the table, but again, they they look at, you know, stats like this and think, Man, there's still a lot of money flowing around.
2: I was listening to someone that said spending is addictive. And and you see retail sales being hot, but you also see credit card debt rising at a rate that is is unprecedented yeah. and that that's coming from spending being addictive people are used to spending they want to continue to spend even if they don't have the money it's hard to retrace that character trait back to a lower level of of living than what they were used to um, pre-student loan debt uh, pre-inflation at the grocery store and gas prices you know so,
0: it it will be real interesting you know let's say four months from now six months from now to see what student loan repayments have done, mm-hmm. you know, are they truly having the negative effect that we kind of think they will? But maybe maybe we're not factoring in the fact that everybody's making more money than they were 3 years ago. Yeah. You know. I, I think mean,
1: you're going to have to see, my <clears throat> opinion is I think you're be, because people are making quite a bit more money and unemployment is still so low and the job market is still hot. I think you're going to have to see like, people aren't going to start getting paid less. People yeah. are going to have to get laid off. And, like, I think you're going to have to see broader laydo- layoffs before um, the inflation story really starts to
0: fix itself. And, and, and you know, as we go into the holiday season, you know, we may not see that until yeah. mm-hmm. second quarter of, of next year because you know that a lot of these big retailers are going to be hiring, at least temporarily, yeah. a lot of employees. So, you know, the— the unemployment rate may be a lag mm-hmm. this year. Um, you know, it certainly hasn't you been would, what, we, what the Fed normally wants it to be. You could anticipate ex- seeing layoffs at some point in the future.
2: The unemployment rate shouldn't or can't stay as low as it is right now for an extended period of time. Or at least I wouldn't anticipate that it could stay as low as it is.
0: Historical lows. Yeah. yeah but, so. it's, <clears throat> but it's higher than it has been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like all
1: this. It can run – these kinds of things can run for longer than you maybe expect. Um, But I think that's going to be what has to happen for the bigger picture to really kind of correct itself. Mm -hmm. Because wages
0: are – like you said, wages are not going to come down. Yeah.
1: And then the back end of that is how quickly will people be able to rehire because of the increased payroll they have from everyone they kept. Sure. Right? And so – It'll be interesting dynamic for sure. So, earnings recession over S and P five hundred earn, earnings have fallen for three straight quarters. Heading into this re, uh, reporting period, we've seen financials do really well. Um, last week, a lot of financials reported and mm-hmm. um, came out really strong. Um, any thoughts on you know the earnings recession and you know coming out of that, or do you think we're still in the the midst of it and we're just seeing a little bit of
0: Blue skies here for this you know, quarter? I, I think that's been the big surprise all year. Is you know, each quarter a lot of people have said earnings are gonna slow, earnings are gonna miss, but they haven't. Um you know, financials it's kind of a mixed bag. You would think that they would do well as rates went up. Um, but you know, you, you hear Jamie Diamond speak and you know, JP Morgan, you know, blew their numbers out of the water, had a great mm-hmm. quarter, but I mean, to listen to him talk, I mean, it's, you know, gloom and doom and, you know, go build a bunker and get ready. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think that there needs to be a little bit more, you know, we need to get more earnings in, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, financials are late last week, all of this week. And then we'll begin to see the parade of, of earnings from industrials, tech. Mm-hmm. That'll give us a little bit better picture.
2: It'll be It'll be interesting to see if... Earnings stay broad because earnings, uh, the market has been narrow, but earnings hasn't been necessarily narrow. Yeah, some of the tech stocks have performed really well, but earnings hasn't been drastically over or underperforming in different sectors. Some have had better yeah. years than others, but it'll be interesting to see if the market continues to, to broaden and earnings also stay broad like they have been.
1: First real topic we want to jump into today. Um, Pretty sensitive one, the Israel-Hamas uncertainty and conflict that just, um, you know, I think we're in like day eight or nine of that.
0: Yeah, last Saturday. Last Mm -hmm. Saturday, Saturday, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, obviously a terrible situation over there, and our um, prayers are with everyone um, involved um, that, you know, we can get on the other side of this thing without too many lives being lost and um you know they can see peace in that region again i know it's an it's an area of the of the world that has gotten used to you know instability and conflict unfortunately um and so i know you know anytime something like this happens there's there's a sense of fear or anxiety you know with investors as like how is that going to impact the broader markets and the geopolitical issues and um you know how is war, if this continues down the path of war and it gets worse and worse over the coming weeks and months, what does that look like? Um, so I w- want to talk a little bit about, you know, how previous geopolitical issues and wars have impacted the markets mm-hmm. in the short term and the long term. But by no means do we want to make it sound like, you know, these types of things are good, right? They're not. They're they're horrible. Um, and we don't like them. But I think it is good looking at from a pure investment perspective, Looking at how can these things impact the markets mm-hmm. and how can the markets react. Um, so, if you look at this chart here, it's um, you know historical events that have taken place. This goes back to the '40s. We've got Pearl Harbor in here, and you know what the market, what the S and P 500 did the day of, one month later, six months later, and a year later. And you can see, you know, when you're looking at the six six months and one year later um, column. All but two or three of them are positive, mm-hmm. right? You have, um, you know, the one, the the nine eleven attack is the one that one year later was materially lower a full 12 months out, but that's really the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can have a conversation about this. I don't really know what we're trying to say other than, you know, the market looks at everything and... Because one horrible thing, terrible thing happens, it doesn't mean the market's going lower. I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of the overarching story.
0: A couple things. You know, the Ukraine-Russian um, conflict, the days and weeks leading up to that, the market was down. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having conversations with, with clients saying, I believe that once there becomes a war, you know, once Russia invades, the market will go up. Only because there's no longer that uncertainty Mm -hmm. you know if you look here in the chart that we just posted you know 9-11 was a shock you know that was a surprise nobody saw it coming you know I think this conflict currently with with Israel you know they're dealing with a terrorist organization essentially there's not another country Mm -hmm. involved you know I think where that could change a little bit for the markets and so forth is if another country
3: yeah, if this broadens and I- if
0: this becomes, you know, Iran starts to sure. to launch, then I think we're looking at a different scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now we're dealing with, you know, a terrorist event, you know, very similar to 9/11. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, it, it is not good. I mean, the the images that are coming out, you know, are are horrible. Yeah. Um, but the markets tend to tend to kind of look ahead. And, and, and you know, if it stays contained, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the market's kind of like I think the chart may have shown that, you know, there there's not a big shock to the supply chain. Suppl- you know, we're not looking at like in Ukraine, we were very concerned about oil, grain, right. wheat. <clears throat> and so those are a lot mm-hmm. of the issues in that in that situation.
2: Yeah, there. this chart is one of many charts that you could say the market should go down in these events. However, if you start to look at the aggregate data, all the big data, and you go back historically, almost all of them, if you look at the one, three, five year mm-hmm. after the event, starts to just show market averages. Yeah, and it's that's where I almost think sometimes people are annoyed, as advisors say, "This remember we're long term investors." Yeah. Well, it's because what we're looking at, and granted, moving forward is not the same as the past. There's always going to be something different in the in the future than there is in the past, but Anytime that you pull numbers like this, yes, these, these are tragedies. And we, we, we want to make sure that we're not talking about the, the tragic events that are happening. But on the market side, as you aggregate data, the more data that you get, the more you get towards averages. And as an investor, to make sharp, short term moves because of events, that's when you start
0: hurting your long term averages. Well, and so I think it, you know. You know, I don't want to boil it down to something very simple, but the market does not like uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Um, The markets can handle bad news. They just they can't handle not knowing. I mean, we we see it, you know, here when there's uncertainty in Washington. You know, I mean, when we don't have a speaker, we're going Mm -hmm. on the second or third week without a speaker of the House. You know, it's things like that that the markets don't like, you Mm -hmm. know, because they just don't know the market's. If they know, even if it's bad, they can kind of adjust and move forward. But it's this limbo. Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: and it it also depends on, like, when things happen. Because if the market is pricing in, you know, if the market's at an all-time high and is pricing in, like, best-case scenarios across the board, then a shock to the system can be more impactful. Sure. Then if that hits at a point when the market's, you know— um, fair more or closer to fair value mm-hmm. right and you know you can you can argue like we've talked about a lot a lot this year other than some small pockets pockets of the market coming out of last year there are there's a lot of stocks in the market a large percentage of the market that um, is not has not been and is not pricing in best case scenario right last year was a tough year they haven't seen a huge recovery this year other than those growth technology companies and so I think in a lot of ways for a lot of companies, like, uh, you know, a a surprise event or something taking place wouldn't be, isn't going to be nearly as impactful just because they're not sitting there trading at all time highs necessarily. Um, so a lot of different things to look at. I think the overarching point and the the reason we want to mention this is just, you know, there, there, we live in a, we're going to get into Jamie Dimon's comments he mentioned them a minute ago, (laughs) but we live in a time of uncertainty, um, but we've all always lived in a time of uncertainty. Sure. There have always been events that have happened, surprise attacks and wars, um, shocks to the financial markets. And, um, you know, people have continued to move forward and innovate. Companies have continued to grow. And so from I think from an investing perspective, it's all about, like Eli mentioned, time horizon. If you're a long-term investor, the market's going to continue to um, price these things in over time and, and, and get through them just fine. So mm-hmm. um, so Jamie Dimon, like you mentioned, he said he had a pretty uh, uh, gloom and doom quote this <laughs> <laughs> past a, weekend. It's a headline quote. Yeah, it's yeah. a headline. It was like top of CNBC if you, if you looked at it over the weekend. But <laughs> he says, this may be the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades. Um, he says, the Israel invasion and the war in Ukraine could have far-reaching impacts on food and energy, <laughs> global trade, and geopolitical relationships. Diamond incited the national debt, the largest peacetime um, fiscal deficits ever, says he could keep inflation and interest rates, that could keep inflation and interest rates high. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that said, we just got through talking about, you know, with the conflict in Israel, between Israel and Hamas, and how, you know, those single events aren't reason to completely change your strategy and completely, you know, get off course. That said, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? There's a lot of, you know, we do have a lot of things. And I think some of the bigger risks to the market are things that are going on just here at home, mm-hmm. not the geopolitical risks. And so he cited the, you know, the deficit, um, the debt. Um, and then he did cite the, you know, the wars abroad and, and the geopolitical conflict. So thoughts on this? I mean, agree, disagree?
2: <laughs> I I disagree and agree. <laughs>
0: I disagree with the headline. I agree with the things that he's using to support. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, you take every you know, if you take rolling five years, you know, you could probably say that period was the most dangerous, you know, era in decades. But you know, there there's just a there's a lot of noise. I mean, not to mention a potential another government shutdown, mm-hmm. you know, here in a month or so. Oh. Um and Congress isn't even working right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Here, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what he says, but what,
2: I don't think it's, it's gloom and doom. What I primarily agree with is the current government is spending recklessly. If you look at the national debt to GDP and you look at it relative to history, we're spending at a rate that is completely unprecedented. And we're in peace times. We're not in a war. There's There's no reason that we need to be spending at the levels that we are. And we're adding to a debt that really ultimately needs to start being paid down. And so... That's where I agree. Is we have a national debt that's that's growing at a rate relative to GDP that is past historical levels, and
1: that goes back to your comment earlier, though of spending's addictive. Yeah,
2: it's spending is addictive. Well, it, good it's luck, in the government good luck too. trying to get Congress to. <clears throat> <clears throat> no one wants yeah. to be the bad guy.
1: I mean, you quote unquote give Congress money, right? And they they approve a budget, and they. I mean, the thought of that going backwards. <laughs> But you have to. I just
2: don't. You have, And there are periods, and and I could pull a chart up to, to get here. There are periods in America's history where our spending went out of control, and then we wh- whined and we complained, and then we paid it down. Yeah. And then spending went out of control, and then we whined and we complained and we paid it down. So it's possible, but it's going to take radical change sure. from government. And, and the hard part there is the
1: such a large percentage of our um, spending is, you know, Social Security. Government. Medicaid Mm -hmm. or, you know, and, um, or Medicare and defense. Mm -hmm. And so to be, to to cut spending in an impactful way, it can't be like, hey, we're going to not fund this little side project. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to take hard decisions that impact people. I just, (laughs) I just don't know if I have enough faith. So who thinks taxes are going down? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I agree with you. I think it has to, and but I just it's hard to see the the people in Congress having the you know mm-hmm. the courage to do what mm-hmm. they need to do. If yeah. I'm being honest,
2: we just need we need good people elected that know what national debt could cause over the long term, and if they can rally somehow rally people around logic and facts, then we'll get the debt. Slowly trickled down.
0: Logic in Washington. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Remember, I'm the hopeful one. Yeah, (laughs) Eli the optimist. Maybe in your lifetime, but maybe not in mine. We'll
2: see. You know what I often tell clients? It's not your concern, but it is mine. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of risks, a lot of you know things on the horizon, but a good reminder. You know, um, look back, and that's kind of always been the case. Mm-hmm. Right. And and yes, there are points in time. And now is one of those where maybe it, it it's true that there have been more things that kind of come together at the same time. So risk is maybe a little higher than, than normal. Um, but there's there's rarely, if ever, a point in time you can point back to say, hey, there was nothing going on here right. mm-hmm. um, geopolitically or, or here at home that the markets were worried about. Right. And mm-hmm. so and they've continued to grow yeah. and compound at a good rate over the long term. and so um, anyways, good conversation today, a lot going on in the world, not as maybe upbeat and, and fun of a podcast as we as we typically have, but want to talk about the, the you know the hard stuff as well and um, give our thoughts and perspective on that. Any parting, parting words or thoughts before we wrap up? No. <laughs> it's a hard one that's, that's a hard conversation to come out of and pivot. Um, this but, is but,
0: but it is, you know, it is something that the que- the mm. clients are asking about. What? <laughs> what? what? No idea. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's what everyone's thinking. Sure. Because mm-hmm. you turn on the
1: TV or log in online and it's the first thing. I mean, all of this stuff is the first thing you see. So, You, you know,
0: one thing, I started having a conversation with a couple of people last week and they were asking what I thought about the markets, kind of like we did last week. We kind of threw out our end-of-year targets for the S&P. Mm-hmm. You know, what? what I shared was, I I think some of the headwinds are beginning to fade. Um I don't think there's a lot of positives in the future, but I think some of the negatives are going away. And so that that might allow us to drift mm-hmm. a little higher. Now, I don't think it's a you know, a screaming up, mm-hmm. but I think that just enough of the headwinds are subsiding, especially if the Fed doesn't raise rates again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big one. Um so we'll see yeah. yeah
2: my 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 final thought and something i've been talking to a lot of people about is don't have dead money so don't have money that's yeah. not earning something now because of all the things that we're talking about you shouldn't have your money not earning something yeah so even your cash and
1: that guy yeah. for your cash. 10 or 15 years that was very easy to to have a lot of money just kind of laying around uh-huh. and not really worrying because it was either you have invested in the stock market in equities mm-hmm. or it's just in cash earning nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so, yeah, it's a good reminder. There, there are we, options now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I want to end with the thought of the day. Um, as always, this one's from Melinda Gates. Optimism isn't a belief that things will automatically get better. It's a conviction that we can make things better. That's good, So, I like it. Yeah, Ending with a little optimism. So, <laughs> as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Like, subscribe, we would appreciate it. Um, check us out online. Go check out David's new book. It's maybe not as new as it was a month ago, but it's still pretty new. Um, Go go check that out. Um, We'll see you guys next week.
3: Reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's value. Evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock one slash disclosures.